You're listening to the Pinball Podcast with Don and Jeff. Welcome to the Pinball Podcast. Today is January 15th, 2017. My name is Don, and with me as always is Jeff. How are you doing, Jeff? Uh, things are fine, I guess. I don't know. That's better than bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay, Jeff's doing not, not bad. bad. And uh, joining us again is uh, Jessica DiNardo. How are you doing, Jess? I am Dicka. doing quite well, thank you. Either one is fine. Okay. Yeah. I- I didn't want to pull a Nicholas. Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas. I'm not too particular. You know who else isn't too particular? <laughs> NiftyLED.com. NiftyLED. <laughs> That's right. NiftyLED.com, your source for pinball parts, uh, tools, LEDs, and more. And more. You They've got get... balls. They have balls. They have high Nifty quality NiftyLED pinballs. They do. Apparently, there's a ball shortage in the industry right now, but NiftyLED has balls, so get on it. You can use coupon code HOLLYWOOD to save 5% on your order. And also, if you order over $100, you get free shipping. Under $100, you get $6 flat rate shipping. And they've got fast, friendly service and easy-to-navigate website. Check out niftyled.com. And on that note, our other our, our sponsor-ish sponsor is Tilt Peru. Tilt Graphics. I don't have this one in the bag yet. Tilt Graphics. Inc.com, Tilt Graphics Inc. They've got lots of different pinball mods, high quality decals uh, in the form of game blades. They have magnetic apron covers, uh, officially licensed for Williams Value Machines. And they've got some uh, like target switch decals. They have t shirts. They have game grills that go on the speaker panel. They have mirrored game blades. And they also sell custom shooter rods. So check out TiltGraphicsInc.com, and I'm noticing their cover picture is from Juan Jacino, one of uh, friends of the show, quote unquote. Juan Jacino, yeah, cool. I don't know, I don't know where that came from, but they credited his picture, which never happens in pinball. So pretty cool. And I want to throw this out before I forget: we were holding a contest to win a set of game blades from TiltGraphicsInc.com on our last show. And the contest was, you just had to email us and tell us uh, what you wanted. So we used random.org. I wrote down all the entrants. We're also giving away a t-shirt from oakcitypinball.com. It's the Run DMD pinball design. So our winners are, you guys are ready, winner of the Batman 66 Game Blade, Tim Leonard. The winner of the Ghostbusters Game Blade, Eric. And the winner of the Cactus Canyon Game Blade is Sean F. And the winner of the t-shirt is Jason. I didn't put everybody's last name on here, obviously. If they didn't provide a last name, I guess I didn't (laughs) include it. So I will contact all of them. They all followed the correct instructions on our email. What we're going to do is we're going to give away those same game, Game Blades on this episode. So you have two more weeks to win a set. If you already entered and did not win... I'm going to roll over your entries. And if you're entering for the first time, email us, pinballpodcast at gmail.com. Specify which game blades you would like. And stay tuned later in the show for how to enter. So I want something specific Ooh, from you. 
It's a good hook. So, nice yeah. Job. So, um, yeah, but I'll probably forget to say it. So if you guys could help me remember <laughs> to say it later. Yep. Yeah. I'll remember for the next two minutes to remind you. Beyond that, that's... It's my level of engagement. I've got we better it, rush guys. through the show then. <laughs> okay, okay. Jess is on it. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk pinball. What have you been doing in pinball? Should we start with Jessica this week? Yes. All right. Sure. Um, it's been an interesting two weeks. We had the first Flip City Pinball, our weekly tournament of 2017, which is always a potluck tournament. So um, we play over at Ship Ahoy Bar um, and then also use games across the street at Sea Bar um, because they only have a few games over at Ship Ahoy. So it's a super fun tournament. Um, everybody brings a dish. I did some delicious baked mac and cheese. Um, mm. Yeah, so super fun. It was freezing cold, so we were all kind of running back and forth across the street um, for it, but always an excellent time at that tournament. And then right after that, I had my first Bells meeting of the new year. So I had the Bells write out their pinball resolutions for 2017. So some of them have like a specific goal on a game that they want to achieve. Um, Some of them want to get into competitive play. Um, My pinball resolutions, the first one was just to make Bells Portland the best women's pinball league in the world. And um, my other one was to try and make top 16 in Oregon next year. So everybody got cool. to Very good goals. Yeah, read out their pinball resolutions and share with the group. It was a really good meeting. Um, then we had another weekly tournament, the Flip City at Scoreboard. I got 10th place. That was super fun. Nice. Yeah. Um, played a little Whoop. location pinball aside from C-Bar. I played at Blackbird. We, there's an Alien Star there. So my friend Zach and I went and played like a ton of Alien Star. That's a cool game. Cool layout. Yeah. I like the, um, the inserts. Isn't that one with, one with a ton of inserts to kind of spiral? Yeah. It's a really okay. um, attractive looking game. I, I hadn't yeah, ever seen it, it before Pinburg <laughs> um, when it was in the, the finals banks in Pinburg. And there were some amazing games played on it. So after that, we got one that popped up on location. Chris Rhodes with Out of Order scored one and put it out at Blackbird Pizza, which is a great spot to play in town. So we went and did a bunch of that. Um, I think last time I mentioned that I had scheduled the Pinball Tattoo Day um, that was, you know, um, helping to benefit bells that was coming up. We had to reschedule that to the 22nd of January because Portland is in the midst of a snowpocalypse. I saw. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. um, The roads are super not safe. This state is not prepared to handle snow or ice and no one knows what to do in it. So you have a lot of people who can't drive, who are trying to drive. Um, The roads up near Lombard Street Tattoo, where we're doing the event, haven't been cleared at all. The roads by my house haven't been cleared, but people can't even move their cars by the tattoo parlor, so we pushed it back a week, and hopefully things will melt by then. (laughs) Um, I'm really sick of being stuck at home, you guys. It's driving me crazy. Um, a little stir crazy. A little stir crazy. Um, and one of my bells, Meg, had her birthday at Quarter World here. Um, and Quarter World does this really great thing when you have an annual membership with them. It's a hundred bucks for an annual membership, but then on your birthday they give you a hundred dollar bar tab for you and your friends. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. So she's like, come to my birthday and drink free booze. And I was like, I would love to do both of these things, but I am stuck in the house. So, um, unfortunately, missed out on that. Um, but I did some pinball things at home during Snowpocalypse. I got my Titan competition um, pinball bands uh, for my flippers. Flipper yes. And I nice. love them so far. It took me a minute. I had super bands um, on my Theater of Magic. And then I had the original black rubbers on my Stars and Meteor. Um, and it's like on theater, it took me a minute to, to get it again, like relearning how to play my game. But I found mm. that things like my slap saves were more effective and, um, things that required kind of quick motion because it's not as grippy. Um, yeah. so, so far I'm a fan. I GC'd my stars when I put them on. So I was like, <laughs> nice. this is good, right? This is, yeah. I'm enjoying this. Um, and I didn't know how I was going to get those super bands off the flippers because I almost broke my finger trying to put them on originally. Oh, so if yeah, anyone ever needs tough. a way to get them off, crochet hook. Like, works huh? like a charm. <laughs> Just wedge it in there. Yeah, most pinball guys right have off. those laying around. <laughs> hey, you never know. That's true. So, um, so I did that. And then today I've been watching um, the Indisc. Uh, Twitch stream it never drains in Southern California tournament that's been going on. Uh, one of my bells, Stacy, made the top eight in B division finals, so super proud of her. Um, and right as we started recording, they started the final four on that. So Carl D'Angelo, Chris Stevens, Escher Lefkoff, and Robert Gagno are battling it out in the top four. As we speak. You, as we yeah. speak. That probably won't wrap up before we do, but. We could get we could get the first take on the winner, Don. <laughs> but people won't hear till two days after the winners announce. Heck, so that's all right though. Why why you gotta be grumpy about that? I am not so, being grumpy so, at all. So right on time for news for the podcast. That's right. Yes, perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that little mishap in a little while. <laughs> Continual mishap every time. Yes. Cool. Well, see so you've you've been busy despite being snowed in, which is great. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what have you been doing in pinball? Oh, a few things. Um, I helped get the Utah SCS finalized. So I figured you wanted some more competitive pinball talk. So yeah, we'll that's off my with that. yeah. Um, we've got we've got that set. We're good. Um, yesterday was the deadline for everybody to declare, and we didn't have any drama of anybody that was going to possibly declare elsewhere. So we kind of knew it was going to happen. No surprises, but it was still cool. Cool. How many folks um, do you have registered? Well, we have the top 16 has all said they're coming. We feel like there's maybe only one or two that are shaky for that day. Okay. So we have four alternates that have confirmed. So we should be fine. Um, we'll definitely have the top 16 filled and ready to go and play. So it should be fun. Um, yeah, I... I I'm excited for that. I've not played in an SES before, and if if nobody drops out above me um, or too far below me, uh, I, I I have a, I like the path I have through to the finals. I should say so. Hoping to do well. You can bring uh, home the gold. The show. Uh, you know how I do. It'll be second. Silver. Yes. Yeah, I am a chronic second place finisher. So that's kind of. 
It's kind of what I expect, but that's fine. Um, I played some location pinball yesterday. What'd you play? Uh, an extremely dirty Avengers, and honestly, it doesn't make that game any worse. The game's just bad. <laughs> Plays like factory. Ball got stuck twice in a three-ball game, um, and then I guess there was a ball that was like super duper stuck that I didn't know, and the game had just you know sometimes when it just can't find a ball it finally just decides to kick out an extra yeah i guess it had been playing that way so i started hulk multi-ball on ball three and then i'm sitting there playing the multi-ball and um all the balls but one drain out and it just went dead because i guess i knocked loose the ball that was super stuck and so that's how my experience stopped on ball one i got a ball stuck and it unstuck ball two same thing and it got unstuck ball three my game ended early because something that had been stuck for who knows how long came loose and prematurely ended the ball. So, hooray for Avengers, you rattly piece of crap. <laughs> That's a game feature. They're trying to save you from oh, having to play geez. it for too long. I, I had my wife uh, with me, and I was like, hey, record the shooter lane when I plunge this. Because, you know, when you plunge that game, the ball doesn't even come out of the shooter lane smoothly. It, like, rattles, rattles back and yeah. forth. So, anyway, then I decided, no, not, not to be mean and post anything. So, we deleted the video. First time ever. Anyway, um, and then also yesterday, uh, one of the local collectors here got a Ghostbusters Premium that uh, we spent a couple hours dialing in, getting things tweaked so that it played well. And by the time I left, we had it shooting really nice. Um, he was having some airball issues um, off of his Scolari area, as well as the right ramp was really stingy and that's a that's a complaint i've heard from a lot of the ghostbusters owners that they just can't make the right ramp and um it was interesting on his the this might help some people out there the screws that are holding down the right ramp that are down near the flap were really really tight and just about a half turn on each screw took the flex out of the bottom of that ramp and it it made the balls go up much more smoothly so uh, became a lot more reliable shot. Um, he was having the issue with the really bad feed out of the left scoop, and we played with the power settings on that a lot, and I think we settled on 27 for him, but that's going to just vary by how steep people's machines are. Um, so I'm not going to say 27 is the right setting. It was the right setting for his eject power. and then, But we, we got it going. We played, had one other local collector there, and we played on his machine for a couple hours it was fun and then um i had a water leak in my basement oh i meant to I ask to... you what happened what was the deal so i don't know exactly like the wall was bone dry um and it was kind of strange like there was one big wet circle spot and then about 10 feet from there there was another one and best i could tell is that like we had a just a ton of snow here like we probably had uh two and a half three feet that fell and then it warmed up and rained really hard for like three days straight just a lot of rain and then the rain was obviously melting the snow on the ground and so there was just water everywhere um and i think it just leaked in from the outside which is super bad because that means the foundation's not sealed but it stopped um i went outside and i dug up the area around it and i couldn't find where it was coming in so i'm gonna keep an eye on it but essentially i had to pull all my pinball machines back pull the carpet back and 
dry everything out, but that was fun. So I couldn't play my games for two or three days while I watched that and let things dry out and make sure it wasn't going to be an ongoing issue, but we'll see. Um, but while I pulled it out, I installed some kind of ambient lighting behind my machines. Um, it looks good. It's fun. It's neat. Uh, Lee bought one of those light strips and brought it over to me, and I got it in there. So, um, good. I think that's about it. There's plenty of stuff, right? Yeah. Good excuse to crawl back yeah. there. Yeah. Vacuum up the cobwebs that you get behind your machines. Sure. So. Uh, this week, a friend of mine invited us over for some pinball. So, I haven't been over to his house in about a year. And he had uh, Game of Thrones Premium, Metallica Pro, Walking Dead Premium, Ghostbusters Premium, and Full Throttle. So there's about six or seven of us, and we went over and played and uh, had a good time. I kind of got, honestly, I kind of got tired of Ghostbusters right away. I think I've just been playing the Pro a lot lately. So I focused a lot on Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. I kind of came around on that Game of Thrones premium. It felt pretty good. And I was starting to kind of, I appreciated the extra rules that aren't in the pro model. Uh, The feelings that break the balance. Sorry. No, the feeling, I thought it felt pretty good. Like it felt a lot better than I remembered. I still think the upper play field is kind of a big waste, but I didn't dislike it. It was cool seeing shots satisfied up there that, like, I'm used to just satisfying them on the lower play field. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, it was okay. And I put up, uh, I actually put my initials in on Martel because he had updated the code earlier that day. But then uh, my friend Aaron bumped my initials, but I was still able to stay in the, the top four high score thing, which is cool. And Ghostbusters, like I said, I was getting tired of it, but we were there till almost two. And I ended up getting a high score late in the night, uh, just shy of 600 million, but it was enough to get my name in. I did terrible on Walking Dead, I did terrible on Full Throttle, and we actually ended up kind of bricking the Full Throttle. He had a software update, but he was afraid to put it in before I played it. <laughs> so we went to put it in, and it didn't work, and so we put in the old USB, and that didn't work. And so we were up till 2, making sure we did everything right, and uh, still couldn't get going. So I emailed Andrew Highway first thing in the morning the next day, and he replied really quickly asking for images of the USB. So I sent those over, and I think that was Friday afternoon. And so I haven't heard from him over the weekend, but uh, I understand that's okay. So give him a couple of days. If I don't hear from him middle of this week, I'll, I'll nag him. But I don't know what went wrong. But one thing it does fix is it allows you to adjust the flipper strength. And it's something that game kind of needs. It has really long ramps. So it does. that'll be a positive. Yeah. But yeah, we had a good time. It was fun getting out and just playing pinball for a few hours. I hadn't done that in a long time. So there you okay. go. There's my week in pinball. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I Speaking of weeks in pinball. Played... Oh, hmm? sorry. No, it's all right. I've only ahead. played Full Throttle the once. They used to have it at uh, 8-Bit up in Renton, Washington. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. It was, you know, it took me a minute to wrap my head around it. And then by the time that happened, we were leaving. But I was kind of jealous that you got to play it. But now that I know that you broke it, I'm not jealous anymore. <laughs> I put I put at least 20 games on it before we broke it. I was there for from 6 to 2. So nice. uh, we had a good time. 
And I'd played it, I don't know, maybe 15 times in the past. The kind of the easy way to get into it is you need to hit five of any one shot to start multiball. So like five orbits, five ramps, whatever. And it always has these, these counters lit on the little DMD screen or whatever, mm-hmm. LCD screen. So it keeps track of all that stuff. And once you get it, it starts a multiball. But you can kind of uh, stack them. I guess it's really easy to stack. I didn't stack that many. I think maybe I had two at once. But nothing crazy. Okay, but I know once, that once I got multi-balls, in, but didn't know how I was getting <laughs> Yeah, and they're color-coded, too. So, like, I think the orbit is blue, for example. So you hit five blue shots, it starts that multi-ball. Okay. Yeah. Beyond lighting locks. Lighting locks is pretty easy to spot on the play field, because it stops the ball and physically locks it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, pretty fun. I'd like to play it more with uh, updated code. And... Yeah, I thought what was there was still pretty fun. I hate yeah. that the uh, the dark text on the inserts makes no sense. They have like black lettering, so they're very difficult to read. But beyond that, I thought it looked well. You know, it looked fine. I was surprised the spinning discs. There's four spinning discs in the middle of the playfield. Yeah, they're really smooth. They don't grip at all. Uh, your hand, anyway. Like I felt them with my hand. I thought they'd be kind of grippier rubber or something, but they're not. They're just like almost like flat plastic. Yeah, they they don't fling the ball hard no. in any direction. No. They just kind of seem to put a little bit of side spin on it, but nothing too dramatic. Yeah, it kind of shoves it out of the way. Yeah. Um, dial, uh, dialed in, wow. Uh, Full Throttle is one of those interesting games that you really do have to have it dialed well. Um, if it's off it feels like every shot's a brick and there's some shots in that game that you make them and they kind of flow into another one automatically. But uh, when it's set up right and you get to see the ball make that motion, it's pretty cool. Um, If you have it off, it can be a little bit frustrating, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting ball movement in that game with those long ramps watching it go. Uh, It's, it's kind of fun to, it's satisfying. It has a lot of satisfying feel as long as, Mm -hmm. like you said, it is set up right. If not, can drive you nuts. Yeah, right, exactly. If you're hitting everything, it feels really good. But uh, like a couple games, I was just nailing post after post after post. <laughs> yeah. And another cool thing with that game is they don't use any physical switches on the upper play field. Right. So there's no holes where the switch would go. They use, I'm guessing, eddy sensors are under there or whatever. Uh, it's really, yeah, really so. clean inside. Like the underplay field is really tight and tidy. Yeah, cool. I think they've, more than anybody, really pushed forward. Um the use of tech to kind of clean up uh, the maintenance side of pinball. And I, I kind of hope other people move that way as mm-hmm. well. Um, they're doing some cool stuff there. I don't know if it's been perfected or integrated as well as it can be or will be, but they're definitely trying things that I think could carry over into other manufacturers in some, some ways. Yeah. Very modular. So yeah. it was easy to see that the flippers are aligned correctly because they slide all the way out without taking the flipper bats off. Yeah, so that's really nice. I guess they wouldn't if you had them as suggested. Right. And then, you know, I do like the old standard back box, but I'm also kind of digging on the thinner, lighter style. I definitely like the thinner and lighter style. I think the so. back box is a big heavy. There's no reason for it to be so big and wide, especially on, like, the spike system. The board is tiny. The board should yeah. almost be in the bottom of the cabinet or something it's so small yeah i guess for location it acts as a billboard to entice people right. to come play it but... needs a billboard for sure but yeah. it doesn't it should need just a, be thinner 
10 inch, 8 inch thick billboard. Right. Okay. So, no, you guys cool. want to just jump into news and then we'll come back to uh, listener feedback? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Jessica had mentioned about news dropping as soon as this goes up. And that's what happened last time. We didn't even necessarily expect it. But I think the day the show went up or the day after, uh, Aerosmith was a, kind of officially revealed from Stern Pinball at a CES, Consumer Entertainment Show? Electronics. Consumer, Consumer Electronics, Electronics okay. Show. So they had uh, Aerosmith Pro and an Aerosmith Premium on the show floor there. And a friend of mine is actually there and played it. And uh, he called me while he was there. And um, I kind of asked him some questions and went back and forth. But I don't know. What do you guys think of Aerosmith overall? We'd seen pieces of the art, but now you've seen the whole layout and whatnot. Um. I'll go second. <laughs> <laughs> don't all jump at once. It It looked familiar. I guess is the best way to you don't say. describe it. Like if I wasn't looking at the art, I would say this looks, you know, like it just looks like a familiar layout. Um, I think pretty similar to like how Kiss looks in yep. some ways. Um, so that was, I don't know, nothing super groundbreaking that I could tell just by, you know, first glances. Um, but there was that little chest, which kind of made me think of like, okay, the crystal skull, like eight ball, is that eight ball, multi-ball? I was like, man, if they put a chest on here, it had better dump out a bunch of balls at some point. Like this (laughs) needs to happen. Um, I knew that this was coming and my initial reaction was just, I really don't want to have to listen to Aerosmith. So I'm not a headphones player, but I think I will be um in that <laughs> respect from like a music respect but yeah. the play field just looks familiar like i'm not you know i'm i'm always excited because it's a new pinball machine and that means that we're going to get new machines um but i just didn't see anything that was like super innovative or different right yeah mexican food of pinball same shots just <laughs> in a slightly different order <laughs> or same or same order, order exactly just the same a different order. name yeah <laughs> you know it's a fan layout so you're gonna see similar shots and i don't know that's kind of borg's thing he does the same layout over and over and over but they usually play pretty well and my buddy even said like he's not a fan of kiss the pinball machine but he immediately thought this played better than that did and he just had more fun with it he's not a fan of aerosmith either as far as theme goes but he he felt like it was more fun for some reason that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, my initial impression look at I I didn't think it looked amazing. I didn't think it looked terrible. It just kind of looked typical, I guess you could say. Um, it's it's hard to make a fan layout look exciting. And kind of my one big comment was is just, especially from that initial um, reveal video we saw it was really, really hard to make any sort of judgment. And on fan layout games, it's just one of those deals. You have to stand up to it and play it and, and just really feel it out before you, you know a whole lot. Um, visually, you can make a lot of assumptions, but I've played fan layout games where I just think they're the most snooze-festy, boring experiences possible. And then I've played some that, um, like Attack from Mars, that just are absolutely fantastic. So uh, I'll wait on that, but... As far as the look, I think it looks nice. I, much as I tease people about purple LEDs, I think the purple pinball colored art scheme looks <laughs> pretty nice. Um, I 
I don't know. Nothing like got me super excited from that seven foot, but I think it, it looks fine. Um, I thought the upper playfield on the premium premium may may possibly dethrone Game of Thrones upper playfield is most skippable. Um, that looked bad, just flat out bad. But we'll see. Um, again, I'm not a fan of the theme. I Aerosmith is one of those bands that just flat out annoys me with their music. So the less I'd have to hear of them, the better. But at least it's it's much more focused on earlier music than some of the later stuff. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, the animations are kind of a double-edged sword. I'm really happy that there's custom animation in it, uh, but it looked... Uh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, very <laughs> Scooby-Doo or Beavis and Butthead or yeah. C-Lab. <laughs> very C-Lab-y. Uh, but not in like the charming way as in the no those rigid stiff way right so we'll see that again on one in one hand you're like oh that's early so that could get better with code updates but i don't think they're going to reanimate stuff <laughs> no. i think it's just like you'll get you'll get what it is maybe there's more animations but well i don't know if they didn't fix the animation on kiss they're not gonna fix it on this one kiss has the worst animation of any pinball machine ever amen it absolute worst so. Street Fighter 2 is dethroned. Yeah. So, anyway, well, I I want to play it. Like, I'm excited. I, mm-hmm. I'm much more interested in the Pro than the Premium, um, just based on the fact that I wouldn't have to do that little trap and backflip ma- madness on the on the Premium, but we'll see. I'm sure someone here will get one. Um, we have enough of the kind of the Mega Collectors types that just about every game shows up here, so... Yeah, definitely want to play it. I was kind of, at first I was really cold on it, but I, I warmed up after talking to David. I like the shot that goes through the upper play field. Yeah. Which is a, a cool idea. Because it bypasses the upper play field. Well, yeah, it's a cool idea, like <laughs> multitasking and using that for two different purposes. I like that idea. Yeah. It's a good use of space to do something like that. Yeah. Once you're up there, it doesn't look like it's much fun. But And then you got the like kind of NBA thing where the saucer shoots sideways to shoot into the toy box. And uh-huh. the toy box, I guess it's like an elevator that lifts the balls up. It's not always open, but when the toy box is open, it'll, uh, like Jessica was saying, all the balls will come up, up out of the top. So you can kind of decide how many balls you want to lock, and then they'll dump out when you start the mode. It looks mm-hmm. like kind of cool. I don't understand the gesture thing. It kind of feels like they shoehorned Aerosmith into a Dirty Donnie universe instead of vice yeah. versa. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of Dirty Donnie takes, but it doesn't feel like one of, I don't know, it doesn't feel Aerosmithy to me it, at all. It's a hybrid that, uh, it doesn't feel dirty. Kind of walks the line between both. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it, it doesn't succeed but, on, on either task. It's not bad. It's not ugly or anything. I'd rather have Donnie doing art than, you know, the Rolling Stones again. Yeah. I just say, thank goodness it's not just, Photoshop collage of Aerosmith through the years. Right. right. And the gesture yeah. looks cool. It just doesn't say Aerosmith to me. No, the gestures, yeah, looks great, but kind of like Sparky makes sense for Metallica, I think, but yeah. um, he's just kind of odd for Aerosmith. The gesture is really weird. And, you know, if you said, hey, they're doing a Dirty Donnie, you know, designed game for a band. This is one of the last bands I would have thought, oh, that would be really cool if Donnie's doing the artwork for this. Like, that would totally match his style. So it's a little a little strange. 
Um, yeah. I do, I do appreciate that he spared us from the photoshopped, like, super skin-tight pants on the playfield. That's a good move. Yeah. Yes. And Donnie doing paps was like, that is a dirty Donnie game. It's totally. got Red Fang. It's got uh, Vans, Vans on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just cool. And that is like, that's even more dirty Donnie than Metallica, in my opinion. Yeah. That's just like his thing. It looks awesome. Anyway, we'll see. I definitely want to play it. And one thing that kind of looks weird and bugs me, besides the kitten paw prints on the pop bumpers, which kind of throws me off, is the two, like, there's a two stand-up targets below the right flipper, and it's like, why not just put one, or... I don't understand that. Where there would typically be a John Borg scoop, they put in two targets. It just has been right. bugging me. The more I think about it, the more it annoys me because it's twice the cost is having a single <laughs> one. And I don't know. Like they're cutting costs on everything while raising prices, even on old stock, which makes no sense to me either. And then they're doing stuff like that. But whatever. I don't know. I'm not a pinball designer. <sighs> I don't you have my calculator out. I'll vote for you. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. We'll, we'll play it soon. It's what one of the more interesting things to me, and I know it's different teams and stuff, but I'm wondering how this coming so quickly after Batman 66 is going to affect sales timelines for shipping and sales on either machine, because that's the closest they've ever released two games. I'm assuming sales on Batman are kind of low because it's so high dollar. So this would fit. This would be more like a normal release, and that got pushed back so far that it pushed this one back. Yeah. I guess Batman's, yeah, probably one of those deals where they had the LEs and SLEs all sold, and then the premiums were running right away. But they'll they'll probably circle back and run more later based on demand. Yeah, they'll keep doing runs. So. And if they've got two lines going and whatnot, and they're not making medievals right now, right? That a thing? No, and they're and they're definitely not fixing screwed up playfields. And Ghostbuster <laughs> is still hanging out, and I guess those are still shipping. Well, yeah, uh, my buddy just got that premium, so it sounds like what they got enough to keep them busy. Yeah, what do you think the crossover audience between Batman sixty six sales and Aerosmith sales is? Do you think there's like a market that <laughs> they would overlap. have to choose between the two of them? This one looks just... more fun. I don't. I like the theme less, but it looks yeah. more fun and it's cheaper. It does look more fun than Batman. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, as far as people who just are totally unconcerned by theme, that that could happen. But I, I don't know. I th- there could be a lot of like uh, early Aerosmith fans that are like they they got into them. Um, during the 70s and 80s and stuff and tolerated the later stuff and maybe they would be hyped up by this um this totally appeals to early aerosmith fans but, but those and people, aesthetic and music and everything yeah those the people of that that, that were fans from back then definitely would also be the ones that were at the right age to enjoy batman but i don't know like batman was so cheesy aerosmith was well, once not so cheesy they were a little bit more serious but Hmm. No, it'd be interesting to know what kind of crossover there is. You got me thinking about bands that had a huge following at first and totally changed their style and lost a lot of that initial following while gaining a following from a different crowd. Like maybe Green Day? Green Day, everybody 
Yeah. Every 14-year-old for the past 30 years, or whatever, 25 years, seems to like them. But they're very different now than they were then. It's true. Um, I don't know. Talk about, about all it. the punk bands that went soft. <laughs> sort of. You know how Smash Mouth started as this ska core band and then got into the Shrek stuff. The Monkeys covers. How no de- <laughs> Speaking of Scott, no like, doubt, yeah, no doubt went straight pop, yeah, for as long as the band could take it. I don't know. Okay, so anyway, Aerosmith is out, and we'll have more information on that as it comes. We don't even have a, a features matrix yet, and like you said, we all we had was a shitty cell phone camera that we're so used to now, so we don't have like better footage yet, <laughs> but we'll get it. Yeah. Another big news coming out of Stern's camp. Keith Elwin officially has a job there. He's officially working, moved to Chicago as a game designer. First first game designer from a major company in 20-some years, 23 years. Well, well, Jersey Jack announced a new designer as well. Did they? They announced it on Pinside. Oh, but so they didn't. Yeah, they did hire a new a new lead designer though of pinball machines yes they didn't say who or did they say who they, they did but you're gonna make me go kevin look for kulik it. of formerly um, skippy pinball i think it was like j pope or something i don't know i'd have to look don popaduke <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's this guy he wore, he's got this huge nose a bushy mustache these black <laughs> right. frame glasses wears a hoodie all the time yeah yeah it's like the unabomber seems to know his stuff <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'll find it. Go go ahead and uh, talk about yeah. Keith, and I'll find that. Well, so. in tandem with Keith Elwin, he took down all the videos of his Archer theme. So the rumbling is that his Archer is either going to be made by Stern or rethemed, and that design's going to be used. Neither of which would be a bad thing, in my opinion. Either way, we get Indeed. that game on a mass scale. I don't know if that's what happened. That's just the rumor. But. That game has and having, such potential for, I mean, the mm-hmm. video looked cool, but, like, the potential for call-outs and phrasing and everything on all of your, like, ball drains. Phrasing, mm-hmm. like, the whole thing is so perfect for pinball. I would love if that actually happened, and I'm super happy for Keith. I think it'll be awesome having um, a tournament player and someone who's, you know, so into things right now and, you know, gets really deep in the games they're designing for other players. Yeah. yeah, we need someone really picky. Um, at the so, Eric is the new JJP one. Eric uh, Munir, Munir. Ooh. I don't know how to say the last name. Do they know where he came Eric, from, yeah. or he's just some guy? He, no, he's related. He's in the. He's been in the hobby. Um, he married Jack. Spooky Sotter. pinball. Just oh. so you know, Spooky <laughs> pinball episode eighty two has the details. So go listen to that because we're. Not Cutting edge of pinball show. news right here. <laughs> Semi-accurate pinball news. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. With Keith being an operator and a player, uh, it's going to be a good thing. I don't see how it could be a bad thing. Let's say crush his will to design games. But hopefully he'll have a good time there and get it done. and We'll get, yeah. we'll get some great results from it. And I could see if they did do Archer and they did it in a small, super expensive run similar to batman they could hit the right like they're they're dead focused on high-end collectors and no one else right now so i think they could find enough high-end collectors to support a smallish run of it if they did yeah, if they I chose mean, that I played archer yeah. yeah i played archer and 
it's it's fun. Like as Jessica said, there's a lot of really cool ideas and potential there. Um, just need to be fully realized. And having that design brought into a place like Stern, where there's just decades and decades of experienced designers there, they could really get that thing to a really really cool place. Um, whether it like you said, if it comes out even under a different theme, it would just be really cool to see that mm-hmm. make its way out. If this, if that was uh, episode eight, would that be an insta buy, or is it that is it that good of a layout? Or no? I'm not, I'm not buying new inbox games anymore. Oh yeah, that's right. So <laughs> good plan, by uh, the way. But if that was episode eight, it would be an amazing starting point. I'll say that. Um, it, it would make sense. Like, I could see some really cool things they could do thematically there. Um, but why Why do you think it's Episode 8, Don? Why is it not? I don't. It's probably too late. Christmas special. I assume they've been working on Episode 8 for a long enough time. They wouldn't scrap it to just retheme Archer. No, no. Would be my guess. It could be Episode 9, though. <laughs> Maybe. Well, That's coming in two years, right? But who knows how long talks with L1 have been in the works. They could have seen Archer ages ago. When he was bringing it around and they could have been discussing this for a while and he could have potentially, you know, sold them the design originally for it. Yeah. And now they bring him on because it's working really well for what they're looking at in the factory. And they're like, okay, we'd like you to do more of this. Yeah, that's true too. We don't know. We don't. But we're excited at the potential. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention real quick is two apps. Uh, Taylor said that I talked about apps too much in the last episode, so I'm going to talk about two apps this time, just to make him happy. <laughs> you're welcome, Ascending, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, bud. Ascending Pinball. It's on iOS. I think it's on Android, too. Basically, it's like a cheap version of Pinout, where you're trying to flip the ball up to another set of flippers over and over and over, and it's an endless type of thing. You want to see how far you can get. So you cradle and flip, cradle and flip, and you're trying to bounce it up from underneath flippers. So you're holding flippers up to keep them out of the way and whatnot. It's kind of unique. The physics feel really weird if you're used to playing pinball, but I don't know. It's worth a look. I think it's free to download and then you can pay to remove ads. The other one is Super Hyperball 2. Super Hyperball was a pretty big release a couple years ago um, with pinball and even with apps. Like It was one of those apps that caught on. So this one has a lot of crap on it. There's just like so many different power-ups and modes and all this stuff. Like for me, it felt overwhelming. But uh, the basis is at the bottom you have a paddle, kind of like breakout. But on the sides you have flippers. So you're swiping your finger left and right to move the paddle. But also tapping left and right to move the flippers. And it's a little overwhelming at first. But it's really polished. And the game types are really unique. Uh, They just feel... They feel totally different than anything else in pinball. So that's another one. Super Hyperball 2, worth a look. It's free as well. It's packed with uh, free-to-play garbage, so you got to kind of wade through it. But, uh, yeah, if you like pinball games on your phone, check them out. Okay, so um, when you said, you know, you can pay to remove ads, I had a great yes. idea. Like, why don't pinball manufacturers work with advertisers, and your game is cheaper if you get the version that has, like, ads so like sponsored bits on the play field would be like corporate logos and then in between balls you have to watch commercials 
On location? On a physical pinball machine? Yeah, and then the machine is cheaper for you to buy. It's just like if you want to upgrade to the one that doesn't have ads, then you pay more. Like the Kindle with that? <laughs> with special offers? I feel like that could be anything. With special offers. Right. Yeah. Eventually they find a... a way to get them in there. Hmm. I don't know. But if you pinball machines knock... don't drop in price, so... Right. If you could knock $1,000 off the price of, like, let's say if they made a Star Wars machine and then you get a DMD display commercial or LCD display commercial for C-3PO cereal or something, I would do that. If they change the core experience away from operators, which is, seems to be the way they're doing, where they don't want pinball machines on location anymore, because on location, there's no way you're going to drop a dollar in and then watch a commercial. Like, that pissed me off. Mm. At home, though, I don't know. Would you want ads in your home? That totally limits their audience. Yeah. It wasn't a real idea. I just thought it would be funny. I it's guess something it's interesting. <laughs> something interesting to think about, Jessica. Well, you've got Don mad now. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not big on the, like, a, you know handheld or or video game pinball versions so to me it seems ludicrous to have ads while you're playing pinball like on your phone or whatever so equally as ludicrous to have them in real life if they ever advanced pinball to like uh, 2002 or so when video games would have updated ads on it and network con- connectivity and whatnot I'd be okay with that. Like, if, you're, if your machine is hooked up to the internet on your Wi-Fi and it drops ads during the track mode and stuff at home, like, that's cool. I would, that wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah. But since pinball is still very set in the 90s and they can't get that NBA Jam type advertising on there, <laughs> I just don't see it happening. <laughs> I thought it was so cool playing Rainbow Six Vegas, I think, in 2005 or six, And, like an ad for some movie was in one of the casinos I was running around in when that movie came out that day. I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. There was a company that uh, I forget the name that their whole business model was serving in game ads. Yeah. Um, and they were meant to be dynamic and updated over time. I think Microsoft bought them, but I don't know what happened. Um, but that, I thought that was cool. Added to the immersion of the experience. So yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, if it's not in the way. Somebody's like yelling at their uh, iPod right now. That why haven't we mentioned the advertising on roller games or Canada Dry? But we just did. so Right, and now there's, there's the Domino's machine. Yep. Yeah. Well, oh, hey, you kind of have the same thing happening there because the Domino's machine is pretty cheap. It's like around five grand, right? Right, and you've got PBR, well, which is more expensive, but... You know, if you're, you're basically taking the part of like, you're doing a little bit of advertising for these companies, but if the game is super fun, then I don't really care what the theme is. So yeah, you got spooky gave you a premium with Domino's and Stern didn't quite get there with the Paps, but I think (laughs) Paps, you have to order from Paps anyway. Right. Right. You can't order from your Stern distributor. Correct. Did you see it was on sale on Black Friday? No. It was, I think, 10, 10% off. So it was like 6400 instead of 6900 or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> what a bargain. That's something. How it's many cool people that got trampled about trying to buy them? 
At least they didn't mark up the price on already sold inventory. That's true. Which makes a lot of sense. Oddly, hey, I got my uh, Pin Game Journal calendar this week, and Alien Star is the January calendar. I'm sitting here staring right at it, and I didn't even click. Yeah, bringing it back around. What is this pinball calendar of which you speak? (laughs) Uh, Pin Game Journal, uh, their one episode, or their one issue they release each year is a calendar now. You get it the first week of January in most cases, and it's usually just rare images, which is what it is again, rare and unreleased games, which I wouldn't say. I'm flipping through here. These all, I've seen all these in person, but they're not uh, that rare, but they're kind of cool. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Alternate Backlass. They had one that was all alternate backlasses a year or two ago. It's kind of cool. Nice. I wrote it down. They're fun. This year, my boss got me a cat calendar. With like it's one of those one a day cat calendars and it's all cats in really like embarrassing and awkward poses, but I would trade that in for a pinball calendar. <laughs> this is pretty nice, but my mailman always folds magazines in half, so the whole thing has a crease <laughs> through the center of it. Maybe they forgot to put Christmas or they remembered to put Christmas on here. Remember they forgot a couple years forgotten. ago? They have previously forgotten. Yeah. Uh November seventeenth just says birthday Lucy. I don't know who that is, but that's cool. The designer's wife. The designer of the calendar's wife? Yeah, he meant to put it as a reminder on his own personal calendar, (laughs) and he accidentally hit print. Yeah, what is this? March 9th, proctologist appointment, 1030 (laughs) a.m. That's cool. And I also wanted to mention, uh, rest in peace. We're sorry to hear the passing of Marvin Yagoda. You may have heard of, uh, what is that? Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. Is that, did I get it right? Yep. yep. Marvin 3M is kind of one of the first icons when I got into the hobby because Clay was hosting his stuff on Marvin3M.com, if I remember right. So, What's uh, that? I could. Clay, Harold. His guides used yes. to be on Marvin3M.com. Right, right. So I uh, wanted to extend our condolences to his family. Uh, he passed away this week. He was in his he was in his 60s. But uh, Farmington Hills... Ugh, I should look it up real quick. Not doing a very good eulogy here. Neither of you guys by not saying anything when I... I didn't want to interrupt you while you were doing this heartfelt. I didn't. I've never um, met him. I'm sure he was a great guy. Um, let's see. Is it in Detroit, Michigan, Farmington Hills, Michigan? Uh, we'll put a we'll put a link to the show notes. But it's Marvin3M.com. But really cool old school arcade. Yeah, still operated pinball. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, passed away this week, and I know he had a lot of friends in the hobby, so we wanted to mention it. That was very thoughtful of you. I didn't know him, but it's always sad to lose somebody who's kind of a, um, a pillar in the community. Yeah. Yeah. An icon in the hobby. So, hopefully the arcade will still be uh, rolling, somebody will, somebody, I don't know, already has keys and can uh, can keep it running. It looks like they are, they will be open regular hours on Martin Luther King Day. I'm looking at their Facebook page, so they're keeping it going right now, which is really cool. It's good. He's known as a class act. 
Okay, sorry about that. And now we'll very awkwardly move into listener feedback. Yeah? Or do you want to do our top ten things? Let's do feedback. Feedback, Feedback? okay. Let's blow through feedback real quick. Uh, We need to mention Lee. Just friend Lee says that no matter how hard he tries, he cannot get mentioned on the show. So now he has been. (laughs) And we got this uh, email from Kevin. He says, what do you rely on for pinball pricing? I used to use Mr. Pinball, but it's kind of out of date as soon as it hits the newsstand. Uh, some prices on Pinside are difficult to swallow. Uh, Boston Pinball averages eBay sales. And he says that people he's seen people use it on the high end when selling to him and on the low end when buying. So he doesn't like the wheeling and dealing. What do we use for pinball pricing? And how do you appri- approach prices when you're buying and selling? Uh, Jeff? Well, I ask you guys, and when you guys tell me you don't know, um, like, I, if I'm buying, really, more and more, it's coming down to what I'm willing to pay for a certain game. Um, I know that's not the most wise thing. Like, I'll make sure it's in the right ballpark of what people have been paying, um, on recent sales for listings, like... I'll see what things are being listed on Pinside, or I know eBay is so hard to judge, but I'll look at local listings. You, there's services that will let you go search um, Craigslist listings across the U.S., um, not just locally. So do that just to see what things are being sold for. And then from there, I just kind of, like I said, do a gut check and say, am I willing to pay that? Or am I willing to pay a little bit more? Um, and if so, I, I kind of set my own price there. I, I'm not too worried about uh, making sure that I and hitting the average or anything like that. So I, I don't put as much time into it as others. Fair enough. Jessica, do you have any? Um, I ask friends who have been in the hobby longer than I have. Um, I ask operator friends. I ask collector friends. I'll ask you guys for advice. Um, and I just, I trust there are so many good people in the hobby that I've met in the short time that I've been in it. Um, who have way more experience with purchasing games, who are not just willing to say like, okay, this is a price who will give me a good price range. Like Matt Hansen's always been a really good resource for me. Like, okay, between here and here is probably realistically what you're looking at. This part of that price range is a really screaming deal and you should take it. Um, Mm. or, you know, you should be a little more critical of it if you're coming up towards this price. So that kind of information really helps me i haven't had to go through it a lot but um it's nice to know that there are people that i can reach out to who will give me that kind of feedback yeah if you if you find somebody in the hobby you trust it's always nice to have a sounding board like hey this guy's offering this or hey i want to get this what do you think Uh, i'll run prices past you know joe and jeff and taylor and whatnot in the same fashion uh nowadays i kind of look at pin side but i don't look at what their average is I go through their previous listings to see what sold and what didn't, uh, kind of what their pricing is. I think Jeff kind of hit it more so where you kind of know what you want to pay or don't want to pay. And then condition is always so different. Uh, Two games are made in the same run and one could be totally trash and one could be almost brand new. So it's a bit of a game and a bit of a gamble. Uh, Start it... Know in your head what you want to pay and start low. Work your way up to it. Yeah. And availability can sway that a lot. Sure. Um, 
you may live in an area where there's not a lot of stuff for sale and everybody's a little more eager to buy what comes up. So that's going to drive things up a bit, but yeah. Or not having to ship it. You know, if I found a roller coaster tycoon that was a hundred bucks more than I wanted to pay, but it was up the street. That's a big difference then having to get go drive to Denver and grab one and come back down or whatever. If you're driving eight hours, that's your time. You have to factor in there too. So just because it's my time, just because it's a hundred bucks off or 200 bucks off. Is that worth a day of your life going to drive and grab it? It's up to you. In other words, sorry, Kevin, we don't have a definitive answer, but uh, do your research. Look at more than one site. It sounds like he's already doing that. Pinballprice.com used to, I used to use a lot, but it seems like they're broken now. Every time I enter the search bar, it just goes to like a dead page now. It's yeah. been that way for a couple months. Um, and And in the very end, like... What I've always kind of said is, are you going to regret missing it for the cost that's listed at, or are you going to get paying for it at the cost that's listed at more? Whichever you regret more uh, will kind of tell you mm-hmm. what that price really is going to make you feel like. So go with the path of least regret. Yeah. And uh, one thing we've mentioned a lot of times is, let's say you pay $2,000 for a machine your gut, like you don't want to lose anything. You sell it three years later. You list it for two thousand. Somebody offers you eighteen hundred. You gotta think, okay, well, I got to play it for two years. There is value in that. So it's not yeah. like you're selling it at a loss, quote unquote, losing that two hundred because you got to play hundreds of games on it at home for free and whatnot. Um, yeah. It's not like it's not like a car where ten years later it's worth a third the value or less. Uh, most pinball machines somewhat hold their value. So. Okay. You would hope. Scott. Well, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh, Scott wrote in. He said, most people only report poor customer service experiences, but he wanted to report a positive one. He ordered a Wizard of Oz 75th from Pinball Star last month. It was directly shipped from Jersey Jack, but when it arrived, the side decals on the back box were damaged. The topper had a scratch. The left flipper would not stay in place. Uh, he worked on the flipper, but it would not. Uh, he couldn't fix it. He contacted Joe and Pinball Star. Uh, he responded within a day. He emailed on a Saturday. They responded on a Sunday. And he he CC'd, uh, he wrote directly to Jersey Jack and CC'd the customer on the email, which is pretty cool. I like being in the loop like that. That's me. Yeah. Like that. uh, they've been prompted in discussing options, quickly decided to send new decals, new topper, new flipper assembly. So, I know that things happen on complicated machines while delivering them across the country, but I can only say that my experience was positive and I feel satisfied with their response. Nice. So, yeah. I had I had issues with uh, Wizard of Oz as well, and Jersey Jack, uh, for the most part, was right on it. And sometimes they wouldn't say anything for a week and I'd kind of have to bump them, but I never had any bad experiences and they always were quick to take care of the customers, which I really appreciate. Even working this week, I worked on a Wizard of Oz for a customer. forgot about that. But I had called, uh, I called Jersey Jack's helpline, and they were happy to help me, even though it wasn't my game um, a couple of months back. So, yeah, Sweet. nice to keep it positive. Yeah, and I will say for Stern, I called on a problem with Simpsons, one eight hundred flippers or whatever it is, and uh, they helped me with that too. And Simpsons was like ten years old at that point, <laughs> but they weren't super friendly, but they help me and they were right with their <laughs> reply it sounded like i was kind of annoying him but he knew it was broken and he, he kind of told me, me what to fix so 
<laughs> That's all right. All right. Uh, Gold Coast Pinball wrote in, has anyone played Batman Super LE? A local friend here is picking up his Batman SLE tomorrow, so I might get to play it this weekend. Hopefully the bugs have been sorted. I don't think any of us have actually played one, right? No, there should be one down at the Pinball Hall of Fame when we go down. Yeah, I saw uh, a post. Next month, though. Yeah, I saw a post that's there, so. They have one at Quarter World he- here in Portland, but um, as earlier mentioned, Snowpocalypse, so I haven't got to play oh. it. All right. Uh, I've heard, I talked to a listener while he was playing it. He was on location and took a picture and sent it to me. So we were kind of messaging back and forth. And I have seen Wait. a... Wait, what ball was stuck, wasn't it? Lots of stuck balls. Holy <laughs> shit, the ball's always stuck on this game. <laughs> Every everybody who posts an impression on Pinside that played it says, "Yeah, I played it, and then the ball got stuck, and yeah, I had to walk away." Like but... bad stuckies. It's been all over the stucky page. Uh, he wasn't. We weren't in a public forum or anything. We were just talking one on one, and I didn't bring up stuck balls. He just said, "Every game you play, the ball got stuck somewhere." He kept, yeah. he kept showing pictures, and I couldn't even see where the ball was. That gigantic mechanism for the spinning roto target. balls. Yeah, they're like, it was in there somewhere, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. He did say that... Oh, sorry. Sorry, this is totally unrelated. Um, but oh, Carl good. D'Angelo yeah. just had the most ridiculous series of saves on Wheel of Fortune at Indisc that I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it was i will go back and look at oh, that oh man just they're knowing that they're instant, playing will of fortune makes me happy they're using instant replay technology to show this again um but many many amazing saves i just got a few text messages at the same time that it happened like oh, shit are you watching this but yes he just he's crushing it okay anyway you sure sorry. it wasn't what? just one save and it was instantly replayed over and over <laughs> no because they were different each each oh. save like went somewhere else that was terrible for him and he somehow managed to shake it out again and then when he stopped <laughs> he was like he had to you know move his hands around and just like turn around and look at everybody like did you see did you see this it just happened it was great well if you're if you're getting texts about competitive pinball it was your own fault that you gave evan bingham your phone number so. Evan just wants an outlet. <laughs> just kidding. Because we don't want to hear it. All right, sorry. Let's talk right. more about stuck balls instead of exciting pinball moves. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk more about how Carl has a magnetic watch that he waves over the thing <laughs> to bring the ball back into play. Thanks for giving me the idea. I am going to be. Never mind. I'm going to what? win the uh, SCS. So. Yeah. <laughs> Place your bet. Lots of Lazarus balls. <laughs> your Fitbit looks a little bigger. Yeah, it does. Let's play. I just need to plug it into the wall real quick. <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, Batman, he said that the villain, I guess you can choose your villain. You should be able to, but that part wasn't coded in yet. You could not right. choose it. And also, the like basically that whole rotating target thing, it wouldn't really do anything. Like it'll, It would turn to the different sides, but you would just gain kind of base points it wasn't like starting right. a mode or doing something cool you just hit a spinner kind of thing yeah they've they've not been shy about saying it's still a pre-release software okay cool so it, i actually it's, uh, the video looks okay i mean it looks good for the theme uh, i think it looks fine for the theme but i, I have I, every time i've tried to watch it they're Got the glass off, trying to get the ball out. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't. I don't have the patience for this. <laughs> I haven't watched I, any I, I, streams or anything. But. 
Oh, yeah. I'm sure it'll all get figured out. It's fine. Yeah. I, there is an issue with the left ramp that the ball flies off of it, and people have talked about it. Or there's a lot of air balls, but um, protectors will come out and little improvements. So that stuff will end up being mitigated out by the mod community, I'm sure. Mm, can we do a, a We Upped Up for this looking podcast? Yes. They were talking about on Aerosmith the ball shooting from the saucer over to the toy box. And how that was kind of a first time in pinball and this and that. But uh, NBA did that and Space Jam, I believe, did the same thing as well. It would shoot yeah, the NBA. ball up to the, the hoop and then drop it in. Um, NBA Fast Breakdown, heard of that game? Well, that's controlled. <laughs> I know. it's So it actually works and it's reliable? Mm. This looked like a more shot straight across up, rather than up and in. But I don't know. I haven't played Aerosmith, so I don't know. I, there's a little arc to it. There's a huge arc on NBA, though. Like, it shoots, yeah, and th- like, a foot in the air. And then there's a big magnet on the back gla- backboard to make sure it grabs and then drops down. Kind of like where the saucer still... is on Aerosmith, and then it would shoot the jester in the head, basically. Right. On NBA. <sighs> anyway. All right. You guys want to do our top whatever? Yes. Let's do it. Can we put this to bed already? Okay. So Jeff was talking <laughs> about... I don't know. How'd you get this idea? You were talking about stern pinballs, but... It's because I had just sudden. finished playing the Avengers, and I oh, okay. described how great that went, and I said, <laughs> oh, man, the game is a mess. And um, we we started talking about where it would fit in the Pantheon. bottom... Is it a bottom 10? Is it a bottom 3 stern? And I said, screw it. Let's just rank all the sterns. Then you reminded me there's a lot of sterns. So Yes. <laughs> I counted 47 sterns. 49 if you count Batman and Aerosmith. And that doesn't include uh, special edition or yeah, special editions, limited editions, premiums, rethemes, except for Shrek. I did count Shrek and Family Guy as two different games. Two but not okay. Dale Jr. and NASCAR as two different games. What about Indy 500? You mean uh, Grand Prix? I mean Grand Prix. I did not count Grand Prix. Okay. So that's a lot. That means that the next game after Aerosmith will be sort of their 50th game. I counted Pabst and Monelli. Mm. That's two different games. 50th mainstream banner release. release. Yeah. Yeah. wonder if they are counting it that way too. We'll have to see. I didn't count vaults. Anyway, so yeah, we're going to do our top 10 and our bottom 10. Should we go? Yeah. Should we go around Robin or just everybody? You know, rattle off your whole top ten at once. Well, are we going to argue about these, or are we just going to? We can argue about them. Okay, so I say that what we ought to do is uh, start at the bottom with the tenth worst. So we're all leading to the worst, and then we'll come back and do. We'll finish out with the good ones. Okay. Um, but do you want to just do your ten, my ten, Jessica's ten, nine, eight around, or let's? Do you want the full list? Let's go around. Let's go around. We'll okay. do one at a time. I'm starting with my 10th from the bottom. Yes. Yes. Okay. My 10th from the bottom is Shrek. Is it because of All-Star? All-Star doesn't help. Family Guy is okay. Family Guy's in the middle there. I'm not huge on the layout, though. I hate the donkey playfield thing. It's cute the first five times you play it, and then it's just boring. I'm just not a huge fan of that game, personally. Okay. I've never played a proper Shrek. I I think I've told you guys my friend has one that has the Family Guy ROMs, and it's yes. all in Espanol, and it has Power <laughs> Balls. So that's the only way I've played it. So I I didn't include it anywhere because I don't count that as actually having played Shrek. That's okay. 
<laughs> we won't ding you on it. So what is your 10th from the bottom, though? My 10th from the bottom is Wonelli. Okay. For various reasons. Um, yeah. I, theme being part of it? Theme definitely being part of it. And I know... Um, so Matt Hansen and I kind of had this conversation the last time that he and I hung out and he was like, you don't care about that kind of stuff because genuinely like it takes a lot to offend me personally. But I feel like once I moved into a position with Bells and Chimes where I am trying to make it easier for women to be involved in the pinball community and be a huge part of it. Um, and I'm an advocate for those women in the pinball community. I'm very confused as to why, like, the major, like, the largest manufacturer of pinball machines, if you want to grow the hobby for women, why you would put that out there, so. Sure. Um, side note, uh. Check out SternArmy.com. Sorry. (laughs) SternArmy.com. Um, I'm doing a little side project, um. I've been really lazy about writing articles for my video game stuff lately, but I am doing an experiment where I'm playing a social casino game. I'm not going to mention which right now, but I got permission from a friend to use her picture, and I created a dummy Facebook account because the way that this works is you can sign up and you can use a username or and an avatar, or you can do a Facebook connect, and it uses your real picture and name. And I played for two weeks as myself. I played for a week as an anonymous avatar. And now I'm going to play a couple weeks um, as a woman. And I'm reporting the difference. Um, I specifically chose casinos because there's like a lot of old biases in like women in poker, but not so much with women in slots. And everything's social. So if you're playing slots, it's still social. If you're playing poker, it's still social. Um but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, man, when they really don't know, uh, and when they really, really think you're a woman, it's pretty crazy. Are you catfishing, um, Jeff? Yeah. I can tell you <laughs> that I get far less friend requests than uh, my friend knows. Uh, so. But it's going to be an interesting article because there are, there are uh, just some fascinating things. And I do think it does apply to pinball in a weird way. Um, because in order to pull this off, I had to use a real face and a real name. And... Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting what people will still say, even with that stuff attached to it. So anyway, my number 10, um, wait, are you done with Wonelli? Yep. (coughs) Forever. Okay. Forever. Um, my number 10 is Kiss. Um, this is not a terrible layout or anything. It's just, to me, it has the most like damning flaw of the, uh, pinball machine can have, and it's just flat boring. Like I, it bores me to death every time i go to a show i try and try to enjoy it i play it again like maybe i'll figure it out this time no i'm just bored like it's just it's that's it like obviously i mentioned earlier it has the worst animations of all time that will probably forever be true because i really doubt the bar can can go any lower but um otherwise i just there's zero satisfaction in that there are frustrations though um it's just boring so okay I appreciate you being an advocate for gender fluidity, but we got 20 minutes left, so we're going to have to go a little <laughs> Yeah, we'll go quicker. Go. So when I was making my bottom 10, more so than my top 10, every time it was, would I rather play this over this until I dug my mm-hmm. hole? So my next one, High Roller Casino. It's got some cool toys on it, but uh, I don't know. It's kind of hokey. I hate the sound. It's just not that. <laughs> it's just kind of boring, It's not too. a killer theme or anything. So. 
It's okay, though. Right. Okay, so uh, my number nine is Harley Davidson. I've only played it once, but it was just boring. Like, there was nothing that I was super taken in by, and it was just kind of like, all right, well, that happened, and we're done now. That's a... That's a ball two quitter game. Yeah. That's a game I like for how simple it is, but I, I understand why people don't like it. Yeah. Um, my number nine is Avatar. Uh, super annoying sounds. Uh, super boring gameplay. It gets put in tournaments all the time because it's kind of tournament friendly, but you do the same two or three things all the time on it. So I just do not like that game. Uh, my number eight, Sharky Shootout. It's kind of obvious. I used to like it a lot, but the last several times I've played it, it just doesn't click for me. It just feels like a generic stern pinball. So, yeah. Um, my number eight is Batman. I Batman dislike the Dark that Knight. Game. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. I dislike that game a great deal, and I've had really bad tournament experiences with that game. It just makes me angry. Yeah. My number eight would be Transformers. It's clunky, um, again, boring, just kind of a rinse and repeat type game. Probably the worst, that, that upper right toy slash mini play field is just a good way to get your fingers tired. Uh, the ball's falling off stuff, and it just looks like it's just unfinished. Um, both in regards to layout and code, just not fun. Yes, and I should mention that we're we're doing not Stern Electronics. We're doing Stern Pinball from yeah. Harley Davidson forward. So not Noah South Park or whatever. Whatever. Okay, my next one: Indiana Jones '94 or what is it? 2004? I don't even know. IJ4 people call <laughs> I, Yeah. Oh yeah, Crystal Skull. So Indiana Jones Four. Should be like one of the best pins of that decade and is pretty boring. Swing and a miss. And it gets beat to shit because of how close <laughs> the scoops are and it just is like wonky. Should be awesome. It's not. Really weak rule set. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Jessica? Um, so number seven. Oh boy. My number seven worst stern is Iron Man. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> it's okay. We'll talk oh, about it later. I knew that was going to happen. Off air. Um, although the gasp is better than the reaction I was expecting originally. Although you're typing some terrible those... things to me in the chat. Yeah, I, I don't oh. say those poop words. I, I'm trying to figure out how to drop you from the call and I can't figure it out. So. <laughs> oh, I've tried so hard to like that game and I really okay. don't like it. <laughs> That's okay. More Iron Man. No one for liked you. it when it came out. <laughs> oh, we're back to me. Yep. My seven was High Roller Casino. Same stuff as Dawn. It's just pretty bland. Um, yep. Yeah, I'll play it if it's on location once. That's about it. My number six is Kiss. It is. I I love the art. I hate the shots. The toys are dogs. It is not for me. The yeah. DMD obviously is awful and the rules the the cities the still don't animation. do anything almost a, no. a year and a half later the cities still don't do anything so no thanks is is the drummer animation the worst animation in pinball drummer's pretty bad the tongue wagging's pretty bad it looks like a <laughs> dreamcast game or something yeah sega cd a bad dreamcast game yeah sega cd okay okay 
Um, my number six is Rolling Stones. What? Same here. So let's talk about it together. Okay. <laughs> I have... Um. It's ugly. It's yeah. It's just it's not appealing, and it's got you know that you know figure moving across the center of the playfield. I just I don't I don't get why they made that decision. It it feels phoned in just from art to layout and everything. It just feels yeah. Nothing's unique to that game, you know. That game made me really uh, realize what designers have to go through. It really made me question licensing. Because there's a whole issue of Pin Game Journal that shows all the revisions of Rolling Stones and how much the licensors made them change. Just like all the different versions made worse and worse and worse and worse. If Rolling Stones had been made the way it was designed, it would be a pretty badass game. But the licensor would not let it happen. Interesting. Yeah, it's a really good read. It has a lot of pictures of of what it was supposed to look like, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was my six as well, Don. So go to your five. Uh, my five, Avengers. It, I love the theme. I actually like the playfield art quite a bit, and the back glass and all that. I like all the art. It is clunky as hell, and it's just not fun. Yeah. Um, my number five is Avengers. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have so a lot of same. overlap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get real samey here. Towards Every the end. George George Gomez game is on Jessica's list. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sorry. my number five is uh, Indiana Jones, which Don mentioned. Same sort of reasons. Uh, it's a game that if I, if I walk up to it, I don't care what the high score is, I could take it just because it's so exploitable. Um, if you want to play it safe and just grind out high score, you just can. But most people just kind of get sick of what they're doing over time. But um, if it's ever at a show. And I'm at that show. Go look, because at one point I would have gone and taken a high score. Um, <laughs> and I think any game you can do that, and I'm not that great of a player, there's something wrong with it. So. Hmm. Okay. Give us four, dollars. Four is Transformers. It is worthless. It is awful. <laughs> I'm not good at pinball, and that's a game that I walk away from, because I'm just stuck there, not knowing what's Six going on. Ball. You can't tell what's going on on the DMD. Uh, the rules don't even make that much sense. I've never enjoyed Transformers. Yeah, I wish I did, but I don't. Now, fair. I'll say I didn't include anything on my list that I haven't played. Um, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Right. And I've only played Transformers once, so I didn't put it anywhere on here. Because I had a good lucky. game of it when You're other people lucky. didn't at Pinburg. So huh? I won it in a round at Pinburg. Yeah. Some people like it, um, but to me it's just... It's garbage. Not good for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number four is 24. I played it at the Pinball <laughs> Hall of Fame, um, kind of in between rounds when Zoe and I went down for a pin pin, and she she walked over and she's like, why are you playing this? And I was like, I had never played it before, and now I can't stop because my ball will never end. <laughs> she's like, just yeah. drain it. Yeah, it just goes on forever, and I was like, I feel like something should be happening, and nothing is happening. Yep, that's true. <laughs> okay, good one. A lot of huge inserts. Yeah. That's about that game. Uh, my number four is Avengers. Talked about it. It's just, I think my comment uh, last night was I Gomez had to have been drunk and just nobody felt like correcting wrongs. There's not a clean shot on that game. I feel like if so, it had cooked for like six months longer, it would be okay. Maybe. I think I think it got rushed out. 
Yeah, I mean, it, the ball gets stuck constantly. I think one of the worst things, and I, I mentioned this last night as well, if you make the left orbit as it comes around the right side, it hits the top of the slingshot. So either you have to, like, slam... You, you can't avoid it by just doing the normal hit on the side of the game, or some games you kind of do it so it doesn't hit the sling. This hits the top of it, which then sends the ball out of control. It's stupid. It's just... It's just ah, Blah. Okay. Okay. Uh, my number three, Rolling Stones. We already talked about it. Um, my number three, number three, sorry, Tommy, is WrestleMania. <laughs> it's just, I know, I know. That was my that was my number eleven. Mm. It's real boring. I had to play it um, in a tournament here three times in a row, and on the third game, <laughs> I was like, I just don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> it was a sad oh, day. Boy. Awesome DMD animations, though. I love the animations. Yeah, that can't save it. Um. No, no. Cool ladder mod. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, it didn't make my bottom ten, but yeah, it's I, I, I could never accuse it of being a good game. <laughs> no. Uh, my number three is Austin Powers. Which wow. I just... It's a bad game. I'm, yeah, I, I don't have anything remarkable to say about it. It's like it feels like one of those games again that was just kind of phoned in and it's annoying so whatever okay uh my number two 24 super boring sucks there's nothing redeeming about it sorry um <laughs> uh, my number two is austin powers yeah yeah baby <laughs> no oh, no Lord. bad jeff i'm surprised austin powers okay uh, so my number two is 24. We've hammered on that, but I do have a very short story. Um, when people knew I was getting into pinball, we were going to do this work event. We we're going to go to a movie theater. And uh, one of the girls is like, hey, let's go see. She mentioned some other theater. They have a pinball machine and Jeff can play and show us, you know, how to play pinball. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I wasn't aware that theater had a pinball machine. So we went there and it was a 24. Uh-huh. And I, I almost didn't want to put money into it but they wanted to see me play so i showed them how you hit the sniper and even they could tell i wasn't enjoying it have you guys watched um, the tv show nope uh the first season okay no and the one season i've never seen yeah. it either and i'm wondering if like if you're a super fan if this is something that could win you over kind of like tommy and wwe no in fact i think people get more upset about it because they put like the wrong characters in there okay so. I like the lady that plays uh, Chloe, Mary Lynn Razzivik. She was oh, awesome on sure. Mr. Show. I have a story about oh. her. I don't I don't know if I want to tell it, though, because it's not a nice story. <laughs> She's a dick. Okay. Save no. it. <laughs> no. She, she talks about this pinball machine in her stand-up. Well, right. So she, oh, I yeah? used to work at a comedy arts theater in Chicago, and she had a one-woman stand-up show that she brought to our theater called Turns Out I'm Funny. Uh, and the running joke tagline with all of us is, turns oh. out she's not <laughs> funny because she's oh. not very good at stand-up. She's the, I, she is a very fine actress, but stand-up comedy maybe not so much. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Stand-up can go... Wrong. Yes, it can. <laughs> pretty, like crickets. pretty easily. It's it's so funny because like with a band, you can have like an open mic, whatever, like singer musicians, and chatter through a bar when there's a bad band playing is fine. Like you expect that to happen, but 
chatter while a comedian is going on or dead silence, which is the worst, is so awkward because you have yeah, nothing. You don't have an instrument to hide behind. You don't have bandmates. It's literally you and this microphone, and it's the worst experience. Maybe she Poor was girl. testing new material. <laughs> I don't have any excuses. I don't know. Jeff, did you do your oh. number two? Uh, yeah, that was 24. Okay. So we're on to your number one now, Don. Okay. My number one, I'm surprised you guys don't have this here. My worst stern is Austin Powers. It's garbage. <laughs> I can't believe you guys have it so high. It is hideous to look at. It plays so dull. I... It, was it makes me two. wish I was not alive. That's too, that's too high. That's held in too high of regard. Uh, Austin Powers is the worst pinball machine. That since South Park is not in the, in the allowed to be, it's not eligible. <laughs> I'd almost yeah. rather play South Park just because we beat it up so much than to play Austin Powers ever again. It's garbage. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. it's very terrible. Um, my number one worst stern is Avatar. Yeah, that is a garbage. Avatar game. came into my mind, but I w- I wouldn't mind playing it over these other games. Why is Avatar number one? Well, okay, so Austin Powers I've only played when I go down to Eugene. There's a there's a place down there that has one. So I tried playing it once, and I was just like, I don't know why I'm wasting my money on this. So I've never played it again. Avatar I have been forced to play in tournaments. Yeah, it always shows up in tournaments. I don't... Uh. And I hate it so much. <laughs> my friend and I went, we were in this like small town and we found uh, like the one bar that had pinball and we went to go play it and it was Avatar and we just sat there and looked at each other for a while and we'd driven ages to get there and we're like, do we really want to do this? <laughs> oh, so we played one game and we both left that place much sadder than we um, we were before we started playing it. Yep, that's Avatar. Yeah. Um, My number one it didn't show up on either one of yours, and I think it's because it's kind of rare. Thank goodness. And that's NFL. I, think it's I knew you'd have it on there somewhere. Yeah, it's absolutely terrible. It's so boring. Um, <laughs> it's so bad that I try to trick people into playing it. Um, <laughs> I was at California Extreme with a friend. <laughs> and uh, on ball one, I got <laughs> I got two extra balls. And uh, so I'm like, oh, boy. This is pretty bad. And so I called my friend over and uh, I was like, hey, hey, Mark, come here. Uh, I've got a couple extra balls on this NFL. And um, I'm going to I need to go check to see, you know, how the tournament I was playing in the tournament. You're so mean. I need to go check out and see the tournament's going. And and I go, you, you have you have uh, four more balls to work with. So uh, see if you can get a high score. And I saw him like an hour oh later. God. And first thing he did is hit me on the arm. I'm like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, that was the stupidest pinball machine I've ever played. And you made me play four balls. Oh. <laughs> But it was funny. I, that game's just bad. And you know what? It's the same layout as Striker Extreme, which is okay. Yeah. So they like made it way, way worse, which is sad. Huh. Game is trash. I mean, you have a goalie in a football game. Like, so stupid. So. Like European huh. football? Well, because it's Striker Extreme, which was a soccer theme, it makes sense to have a goalie going back and yeah. forth. So they just replaced it with a football player. Like, it's oh, a linebacker. Yeah, I guess you run around him, but no, that's just lazy. So we should have said I, it's bad. Sorry, we should have said before we started on the worst that I understand each of these games has their champions and people that like them, and that's fine. We should have given that disclaimer because mm-hmm. now we just piss everybody off. 
It's okay because nobody loves NFL as their favorite <laughs> pinball machine. There's no, no way. I'm sure. Except for the guy trying yeah. to sell it right now. Maybe Austin Powers. Jack used to <laughs> Jack used to say I own an Austin Powers and I like it. Jersey Jack did when he yeah. was trying to earn money, like to show that he was a hardcore pinball guy. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do our top ten somewhat quickly. We're at a we're at an hour and a half, and I forgot to mention Joe Zinkus has a not safe for work skit to open the show, and I don't know at the end he had two you short skits, but one of them after it went off, one of them he he left the c word in it. Oh, yeah, but it's kind of an intro. I can bleep it. Okay, I can bleep it. All right. He he deleted the sucker part of the c word, but not the c part of the c word. Oh, oh, I wasn't yeah. sure which C word you meant. The other C word. Hmm. Yeah. The, okay. Hmm. Okay, let's do our top tens. Let's start with uh, number ten. Okay. I guess it's mine, huh? Uh, ACDC. Yes. Uh, I don't hmm. like the theme, but over time, I have come to enjoy the game. Okay. Cool rules. Um, My number ten is World Poker Tour. I've only played it once, but I enjoyed it, and it's a <laughs> game that I would like playing again. It's a great game. That's my eleven. Fair enough. But, uh, my, my 10, this is a shot across Don's bow, is Metallica. Um, Why? Really good Fine. game. Yeah. The only reason it's not higher is at times you fall into that kind of chopping wood routine, but it's not bad. Um, it's still enjoyable. It's a really good game. Cool. My number nine, CSI. Shocker! I love the uh, oddball layout on CSI, and I love the theme. Yeah. I've never, well, I've seen the show like once or twice, but the, I like the, the best ball theme. locks. Yeah, the best ball locks Stern has ever. Oh, of all time, yeah, for sure. Eyeballs in a skull. <laughs> yep. Um, my number nine is Wheel of Fortune, which I never played much, but there's a bar that my friends in Seattle and I play it at. It's like our hangover next morning mimosa bar. Um, and there's a switch on one of the ramps that's broken. So if you get it stuck in a position, it just like gives you insane scores. So it's like not in the best shape, but we have the most fun playing it. Um, my friend Katie is awesome. She runs flip, flip, ding, ding up in Seattle. And she sent me a picture where she had scored 2.3 billion points on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, man. <laughs> if you hit that skill shot, it's the greatest feeling because that's the hardest skill shot ever. I've never hit it. Oh, yeah. no, it's great. I've done it like once or twice. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yep. Same skill shot uh, as suicide for the most part. I mean, same thing needs to happen. Yeah. Just that tiny little window, man. Yep. Okay. My number nine is The Walking Dead. Um, it can be a super frustrating game, but the more you play it and the less bricky you get with it, it um, ends up being a lot of fun. I think it has the best animations ever in pinball, quite possibly. And, uh, I don't know, it plays fast, it's brutal, I like it. Cool. My number eight, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I always thought it looked ugly, but I like the unique layout, and the theme's okay. Uh, but there's enough going on in there that I, n I never really know what I'm doing, and I kind of like that about it. <laughs> um, for similar-ish reasons, my number eight is Game of Thrones. I never cared much for it originally, um, the rule sets are way too deep. Uh, I don't know. I will never be the person who's able to track like, okay, if I get these multipliers and this score on this particular ramp. So, um, I don't know. I've kind of come around to like it more recently yeah. once I took a step back from it's fantastically, it. 
Yeah, it's smooth as all get out. Yeah. She so. Jeff. Uh, yeah, my number eight's Mustang. It's a game I'm actively pursuing. I'd like to get a premium or an LE. Um, really great rules on that one. Uh, once you understand them, again, that's one that I think a lot of people. Uh, got an early exposure to it and it had terrible rules upon release. I didn't like the game at all. Uh, once they updated them, I was pretty happy with that. And they did a good job uh, finishing that game off. So, fun game. Good. Uh, my seven is Wheel of Fortune. I think John Trudeau gets a lot of credit for having oddball layouts, but Nordman does the same thing. He has a lot of unique takes yeah. on pinball without being unplayable like some of the uh, Trudeau designs. Wheel of Fortune is an example of a really great layout with an oddball theme that he kind of makes work. And I wish it had better code, and I wish it wasn't so ugly, but uh, I always look forward to playing it. Nice. Yeah. Very fun game. Mm -hmm. um, my number seven is NASCAR. Not a theme that I would ever just approach and be like, I'm really interested in this game. Um, but once <laughs> I started playing it, it's one of those games that I, I think has like a high replay value. I enjoy, you know, discovering all the different shots and um, it's kind of fun. If anybody wants to buy a NASCAR, email me, $1,800. <laughs> Pinballpodcast at gmail.com. Out the door. Yes. Um, okay, so we're on seven, right? Yeah. Yes. My seven is a game I own and that's Tron. Uh, super fast, fun. I love the rule set. I think the end of line jackpot's one of the coolest combos. Um, in any Stern game, and they just kind of knocked it out of the park with that one. Yeah. So. Um, number six. Borg's. Go ahead. One of Borg's best, as I'll say. Yeah. Speaking of Borg, huh? my number six, The Walking Dead. I give Borg a lot of shit for having the same layout on every game, but he mixed it up with Walking Dead, and uh, I hated it at first, but it's I think it's pretty successful. It's a mixed-up fan layout, but a lot of kind of odd shots. Awesome rules, great animations, art package that totally works. Uh, I'd love to have one someday. Yeah, me too. I, that That is a game I'd like to pick up at some time. Uh, my number six is Spider-Man. Yeah, I... Are we... Is Are we okay now, Jeff? Like, Spider-Man's on my top, Iron Man's on my bottom. Did that even out? I hate you for entirely <laughs> different reasons than that. Okay. But that didn't help. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I super enjoy Spider-Man. I love the Doc Ock shot um, and, you know, like the toy and the mechanism and the whole thing. And it's just a game that I have fun, a lot of fun playing. There is a good yeah. variety of shots. Um, yeah, very cool. Yeah. If The Walking Dead has the best animations, Spider-Man has the best call-outs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Spoiler, Spider-Man is my number 11. Oh, okay. Um, back to me. So my six is Iron Man. Speak of the devil. Uh, for me, I just... It's fast. It's punishing. It's hard. It's all... It's not a game that you seem to just be able to ever go push around, um, no matter how good you are. So you just feel, feel like you're on the edge all the time. So I had to go get one. I got one. All right. My number five, Roller Coaster Tycoon. I know it's a whipping post, but man, it has such a unique layout. And I don't know. The theme, I kind of like the theme too, but man, the layout is really, really cool. I love those gigantic wire forms too. 
Lots of cool little... Sorry? A roller coaster tycoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lots of cool little shots that almost take you by surprise while you're playing. Um, My number five is Ghostbusters. Cool. It's a game mm-hmm. that I get like furious while I'm playing it because it's just beating me down but i always go back for more it's it has a lot of really unique and interesting shots a lot of narrow shots um the voice work is great like the sounds that they used the music is amazing like the spook librarian music is some of my favorite in pinball oh yeah um it's got that fat drop (laughs) yes it looks amazing (laughs) just like the art package the flow even though sometimes it takes me a little while to to get into it or it's only one out of every five games where i feel like i'm really hitting shots i still love that machine yeah uh my five is spider-man basically all the same reasons you mentioned uh really dig it gotta kind of make it a little bit tougher than it is stock but once you do that it's all it's all good very fun game Okay, my number four, Tron. It's gorgeous, fun layout. The uh, flip side of, or not even the flip side. It's straight up. It's Funhouse. <laughs> Love the music. Faster Funhouse. Yeah. I wish the DMD was a little better, but uh, yeah, great yeah. game. My number four is Tron. Twinsies. <laughs> for for same same reasons, it's. It's a game that I didn't like when I first started playing it, and then when I was just like, oh, I love flowy, fast games, and if I don't overthink this, then I'm just going to have a good time playing it. And Mm. I do. Well, my number four is Ghostbusters. A lot of the same reasons you said. I think this is one that's really in flux. I feel like it could really go up or, well, maybe not so much down, but it could definitely shoot higher on my list if they... uh, work out a few little kinks there in the code and the scoring. Um, but I think it's the best layout Stern's had in years. I, layout is just fantastic. So Cool. My number three, the Simpsons Pinball Party. There's always some fun to be had with Simpsons Pinball Party. It'll kick your ass and then it'll be your favorite game one game later. So, loved it. Great integration of theme, too. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Metallica. Super fast, super fun. Like the variety of different shots that you can go for. I love inline drop targets. So many awesome things in one package. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three is also Simpsons. <laughs> and uh, like I said, one of the best, possibly best uh, theme integrations in a pinball machine. Yeah, it's fantastic. My number two is Metallica. Uh, there's nothing I don't like about Metallica. That's a pretty comprehensive nothing. statement. Nothing right I don't. I like the music. I like the art. I like the shots. I like the toys. I will like I say said, nothing never. I don't like. Mm-hmm. The one thing about Metallica is that you can't bypass the sparky, yelling, shaking animation yes. thing. I would love so to long. be able to just skip that part, please. But, yeah, that's the only it's thing. It's like 10 seconds, and it's, it gets you hyped. It's got that cool lighting. <laughs> it just makes me laugh, and then I usually have a moment of like, oh, I'm playing now, okay. Yeah. Yes. All right, here we go in 10 <laughs> more seconds right. <laughs> no it's it's good it's great animation at least yeah um my number two is simpsons pinball party like you guys said 
excellent integration. Period. Yes, the little upper area, the monorail, it's just, yeah, like the way that it incorporates things from different episodes is amazing. And I love that you will always, when you're playing it, find different things that you've never seen, you know, pop up or different shots or modes that you make. And you're just like, have I ever seen that animation before? I don't think so. Uh-huh. Yeah, so much hidden stuff in that game. Yeah, code, code. You guys want to guess my number one? I After I give my number oh, two, Oh, yeah, maybe. sorry. Shit. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> Please forgive. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, it can be a long player, but fantastic callouts, really great rule set. It's a great game. Yep. Okay. Okay, now do you want to guess my number one? Is it Big Buck Hunter? Close. Oh. No. What's close to Big Buck Hunter? Jeff, Jeff Hassan on this, right? <laughs> Your number one stern? Yeah. Guess it's NASCAR? No. <laughs> <laughs> shit. X Men. Shit. Did uh, <laughs> you know what? X Men was on my short list and it Whatever. just didn't make the cut. It was 12. X Men is like the one that stings. I wish I hadn't sold it. It uh, yeah. Such a cool layout. Another Papa Duke. It's the reverse of Tron, basically. But it's, man, I love the layout. I wish the dots were a little better, but they're still pretty good. And the rules are actually pretty fun, too. And the callouts are so bad they're good. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll have one at some point. Um, it's a it's a cool game. Either pro or premium LE, like they're they're both really good on that. Mm-hmm. So, um, my number one is Star Trek. Why? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I you nerd. I, I'm a nerd. I am a huge. I'm a Star Trek nerd. Although I will say that the new, never mind, I'm not going to get into that. Um, so <laughs> I, I really enjoy the theme. I enjoy the sounds. I enjoy how fast it is. Um, I enjoy the progression to the captain's chair. I, I'm a nerd. I really like the spacey, sciencey stuff, and I like the Star Trek integration. And it's just a fast, flowy game, and I love it for that. Cool. Yeah, I think I can guess um, Jeff's. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Okay. You want to you want to try? Akadaka? Yeah, unfortunately, um I'm not an ACDC fan, but uh it's the first game that really made me uh go buy new in box. So that's definitely something, but uh the rules on that game are just amazing. Um it's probably Stern's best light show. So all the color changing stuff without the obnoxious too bright, too flashy moments. Um, really cool. If you, if I was an ACDC fan, I mean, that would be vying for possibly my best, my favorite game of all time. But um, I'm not actively annoyed by ACDC like I am by some of the other music pins, <laughs> so that helps. But uh, it's a great game. Cool. Do you guys want to hear IPDB's top ten? Yes. Sterns. Sure. All right. Starting with number 10 is Lord of the Rings, then Simpsons, then Walking Dead, Ellie, then Transformers Autobot Crimson Limited Edition, (laughs) and Hmm. then Wone Ellie, Hmm. then X-Men Ellie, ACDC Lucy, Tron, Ghostbusters, and Spider-Man Vault Edition. What? 
Mm. <laughs> so the ver- so the version of Spider-Man that got rid of all the animations and good it's the stuff. highest rated uh, <laughs> new stern on IPDB. Wow. Now, there's not usually that many ratings for games on IPDB. Actually, let me look. There might just be one. Like for There's two ratings. For a while, Avatar had uh, unseated Twilight Zone. Do you remember? That was like a big deal. What? Avatar LE was the highest yeah, rated game. Yeah, it got vote stuffed really hard. Yeah. When everyone was worried that Pinball was going to die and this was the game to save Stern. Yeah. Everybody do your part. Oh, that makes my heart hurt. If you thought the Stern Army was a thing now, <laughs> right? It has. And everybody was afraid. <laughs> it has thirty-one ratings, which is a ton for IPDB. Mm, Avatar yeah. LE does. Yikes! So all thirty-one yeah. people who have an Avatar it. rated it. <laughs> yes. <own>. Basically. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, Set up three accounts. All, all people. <laughs> so breaking. Okay. News. Well, that was fun. They, so if you would like, if you would like to join in, not you guys, ranking. but if the listeners would like to join in, email us with your favorite or least favorite Stern. You can do one or the top ten or whatever you want to do, and uh, you will be entered to win a set of the TiltGraphicsInc.com game blades for Ghostbusters, Cactus Canyon, or Batman sixty six. Please specify which you prefer. But that is how you will enter to win a set this time. So email us pinballpodcast at gmail.com with your favorite or least favorite or both Sterns. And we will go from there. You remember it and I didn't even have to tell you. I wrote it down and put arrows, drew arrows pointed to it. Good job. I completely forgot <laughs> to tell you. That's okay. I also wanted to mention that uh, they roll their decals. None of this folded shit. So you'll get it in a tube in good shape. But your mailman will find a way to bend it. Well, that once once it <laughs> leaves the their office, uh, that's your problem. Don't fold the tube. <laughs> Don't fold the tube. Yes. Um. So breaking news: they've finished the Indisc finals. Do you guys care? And the winner is. So spoiler: uh, if anybody spoiler alert, wants to get spoiler alert. Several it. days later, uh, Escher got fourth. Chris Stevens got third. Uh-huh. Robert Gagno got second, which means that Carl D'Angelo took first place. Oh, congratulations, guys! So, way to bully up on Escher, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Real cool. Uh, yep. Cool. Excellent. Congrats, guys! Congratulations. That's very exciting. It was okay, exciting you... gameplay, so. <laughs> yes, exciting instant replays, too. Yes. Everyone showed up about them. Is there anything else you guys want to add, or are we good? Mm, I think we're good. Think we're good. good. I'm sure we forgot stuff. But... Um. Oh, I will mention, I'm on Instagram, oh. at Twazu, T-W-A-Z-U. Um... I am set to private, so you do have to request to follow me. And if you don't have any like friends in common with me, just shoot me a message and let me know that you're following me because of pinball, and I will let you in. Ooh. If you um, like pictures actually, of cats, you know. <laughs> cats yes, and, and pinball. And, yes. And with this like uh, locked-in-house snowpocalypse thing, I bet you've come up with more than one or two new nicknames for the cat, right? <laughs> you're down to like... Basically, it just sounds like, oh, fizzy, wizzy, buzzy, wizzy. 
Getting real close to that cat, I'm he sure. He has so many nicknames already, I don't really think there's room for more. Although I did start calling him Puppy this weekend, and I don't know where that came from. But when I see him, I'm just like, Puppy! And he just looks at me like, no, lady. There's the cabin fever. No. Hmm. Um, actually, Don... Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Okay. Don, there was the one question Scott had about, uh, do you know any good iOS uh, oh, controllers shit. for games? Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, you want a good M5 controller? I do not have one handy. There's probably an article on toucharcade.com, which is a great site for mobile games. Uh, yeah, Touch Arcade rocks. Touch Arcade's right. excellent. Check out their Patreon, huh? And their podcast. Mm. Anyway. You getting kickbacks there? No, or? I'm not. I just I, I, I like what they do, and it sucks that they're they're kind of struggling right now, and that I want them to still be around. Yeah. So yeah, but I don't know. I'll try and find an article and link it or send it to him. I forgot he sent that. How did I miss that? Did he send it to our? It came today, so it might have been after you'd done notes or something. Okay. Or no, it was yesterday, right? Yeah, it was it? Whatever. It was recent. It was recent. Whatever. I dropped the ball. Oh, somebody sent okay. us a message. In our, like, send us a message on Facebook. I always forget to check those. Should I check it real quick? I feel like there was a question in there. Check it, and then I'll tell people if they're in the Pacific Northwest on January 22nd, come get a pinball-related tattoo at Lombard Street Tattoo and support Bells and Chimes. And then Um, we can post it on Pinball Inc. Who got the Bride of Pinball one? Which Bride of recently there's a couple wasn't there one that you posted real recently uh like last week or two yeah i'm trying to remember whose it was that was just like the black outline yeah i have a bride of pinball tattoo it's like the um the extra ball the one more time with little circle with the astronaut and when i got it some guy complimented me on my daft punk tattoo i was like yeah no I, it was like the worst moment of realization. <laughs> like, oh, what have I done? It's like the Chinese character that means something <laughs> yes. different. Yeah, and then he argued with me because I was like, it's not a Daft Punk tattoo. And he's like, yeah. He's like, haven't you seen the video? I was like, it's not a Daft Punk yeah. tattoo. <laughs> like, he thought he was going to correct me. Well, if you ever meet Daft and Punk, <laughs> um, tell them that you like their Bride of Pinbot helmet. Okay, I will. Just really, just give that (laughs) feed that back to them, and they'll be really confused why you thought you made a point there. Uh, The tattoo I posted was Brittany Bowman's. Good job, tattooer of Brittany. Yes, I don't know what neighborhood she's in, but she does post pinball stuff pretty often. Okay, yeah. Did you get that question? Yeah, it was. It was. uh, We effed up, but it was Jessica. Well, she. This isn't really an F up, but it's just an explanation so he was listening to our last episode and jessica was talking about a tournament that had a weird format uh he hasn't been to a tournament like that but it sounds very much like the fspa you play 10 weeks each week you play in a group of three or four play four games a night uh first place gets three second gets two one for last but you can steal a point from third excuse me first can steal a point from third if their score is greater than second and thirds combined yeah, we when we built our league, we borrowed heavily from the FSPA rules, but we eliminated that just because there is quite a bit of disparity in our top to bottom. Okay. Um, we didn't want that happening a lot. So So that was from Daniel Cotter. So thank you, Daniel. Uh, that's definitely unique. 
He's welcome back anytime. Yeah. And we got to keep the part out from Dennis of the Eclectic Gamers podcast. This is like oh. a Hail Mary. This is really late. And we're going to have to look these up because he picked some oddballs. Oh, no. The the Atarians from Atari, Zira from Playmatic, and Shark from Hankin. Shark's the only one I know yeah. without looking. How is How do you spell Zira? Z I R A. I gotta look these up. I know Shark from its awful back glass. Okay, I've seen Atarian's layout. Um, it's like super wide body, uh, standard EM layout. I don't know how to explain it otherwise. I love the art on those old Atari games. Atarians. I don't like the most Atari pins. Maybe all of them. No, most of them are not fun, but they're all in fantastic shape because they never got played. He's got oh, a Superman. The colors are beautiful. Oh, Lord. I did play this at, I think, Texas last year. Yeah, the colors are great. Atarians. Okay. Yeah, that's a dog. So we had Atarians, Shark, and I'm sorry, what was the third? Zira. Z-I-R-A. Okay. Okay. This one, I think I've seen the back class, but okay. not super familiar. Uh, Hank and Shark uh, has its fans in Australia. <laughs> Zero's got kind of a cool layout. It kind of reminds me of Genie. I love Genie. There's... Without playing it, I, I would go with this one, with Zira, and that uh, as the keeper, and then I would flip oh, yeah. the Shark because people want it, and then part out the Atari game to rebuild. Hurricane Katrina homes or something because those things are gigantic. Yeah, well, I mean they—you wouldn't have to do anything but strip the mechs under the playfield and they can move right in. Right. Yeah. Is that a naked lady on Zira? Yeah. Oh, it is. Huh. Well. Interesting. All, with like scorpions coming out of her legs. That's or no, I guess they're behind her. No. <laughs> Straddling the slingshot like that. The weird guy with Whoa. the big nose is kind of cool looking too. Yeah, there's Scott definitely some interesting That's all art I need to know. happening here. <laughs> the back glass is awesome. I, I'm with you, Don. It's Avatar 2. Going the same. You're going the same, same route? route? Okay. Yep. I'm. Yeah, well. It's got a spinner. <laughs> hey, it has a Ghostbusters captive ball on Zira. Did you see that? I see that. It goes around. Wow. Sorry. Actually, Shark looks pretty cool. Like these serpent dudes with the sunglasses and there's a shoehorn in there. Alright, I'm going to keep Shark. I'm going to flip Zira okay. and I'm going to part out the Atarians. Okay. <laughs> if I went a different direction, that's the direction I'd go as well. Yes, so. that's a good one too. As long as I don't end up with Atarians. <laughs> oh, the cabinet on Shark is badass. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, it is. I don't think I'd get the Atarians into my house. <laughs> that'd be adding on to your house if you bought one. <laughs> I actually, I just watched The Shallows this week, which is a shark killer shark movie. Mm. It was not great, but the way they kill the shark is pretty cool. Oh, spoiler. Spoiler for The Shallows. The okay. shark gets killed. But I didn't so, how did they kill the shark? Okay, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. There's a bunch of rebar coming out of the bottom of the of the ground, like underwater. So she swims towards it really fast and then moves out of the way and the shark just rams right in. All the rebar goes into his mouth and like blows out the back of his head and stuff. It looks pretty cool. Dang. 
so you you you're watching this, but you still haven't watched Sing Street. Yeah, I keep forgetting. I it was a it was a ninety nine cent rental, and I'd been wanting to kind of see it, and so I had to watch. Sing Street's it. free. I had Don. to watch it within a week or whatever. It forced my hand. Watch your garbage films and skip all the ones that have heart. I'll watch Sing Street. Shit. I don't want to hear that you loved it though. I watched Mad Max for you, Don. And did you like it? I thoroughly enjoyed it and watched it again like two nights Yay. later. You're allowed to wear your bell shirt now. <laughs> I was trying to think why I watched the Oscars last year. I could not remember because I never cared about award shows, but I remember being really excited about it. And it's because Mad Max was nominated for like eight things. That's the only yeah. reason I went out of my way to watch it. Because this year I, I really only... haven't given a shit. Yeah. The only reason I checked on the Golden Globe results was to see if Sing Street won Best Musical or Comedy, but all La La Land. Land won everything. Yeah. So yeah. it didn't. Bummer. It's okay. I thought you were going to check to see if Mad Max got an honorary mention. The Black (laughs) and Chrome got nominated. They probably said, now that we've elected the... Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Emperor... We'll get into that. Emperor Trump? No. No. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We don't want to go this open podcast route, right? We don't want to steal their shtick. Yeah. We'll get... We'll get accused of as an an also. Right. So... Anything else we want to mention? Follow Twazoo... Where are you guys on social media? Mm, hiding. <laughs> um, Don? Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. The Pinball Podcast is our website. Pinball Podcast on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. And Ello. Hello, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Path? Yes. And you can find Jeff uh, not using any of those. Yeah, that's okay. It's fine. Okay. It thank is, you guys. It's okay. Thank you to our sponsors, TiltGraphicsInc.com and NiftyLED.com, your source for pinball parts. Balls? Balls? Promo code balls. Hollywood. They've got balls. Promo code Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, don't forget, Measle Mods, M-E-Z-E-L-M-O-D-S.com. You can use coupon code M-A-U-D-E, mod, M-A-U-D-E, for 15% off your... Measle Mods order. Sweet. Okay. Pinball love. Yeah. And there might be a Joe Zenkis thing. Two hours. Holy shit. All right. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye.